Okay. Okay. Um, this is Shmuley Kosman with uh, Havana.org here with Ravarin Lapiansky. Rabbi Lapiansky is the Rosh Yeshiva of uh, Yeshiva Gedola of Greater Washington. Teferes Gedalia. That's the name of Rabbi Enemer uh, now. Yeah. Uh, Yeshiva Teferes Gedalia. Um, after Rabbi Enemer. After Rabbi Enemer. Um, Rabbi Lapiansky is a son in law of Rabbi Finkel and a close Talmud of Rabbi Moshe Shapiro. Um, it really is a real covet to be here um, and to have this time with Rabbi Lapiansky. Um, so I'm wondering, can can you give our um, our listeners a little bit of context for Torah Samachshava? Um, what is it? You know, what's its nature and kind of what's its goal? So, what we would call Machshava today, which is sort of more of a borrowed word, it's not it's not a traditional word, and sometimes the word the way it, it's used um, might possibly have some issues with it, but I would like to focus on machshav in the positive sense, which is as follows. Um, the the chilek of Torah, that's halacha, by its nature, it's points, points, points. Do this, don't do this, this is muta, this is asa, this chai, this is pater. That's what halacha is. Uh, it would be analogous to data in a, in a science experiment. This is what happens when you do this, what happens to this, this happens when we do this. But Torah has a gada, which is an overarching picture. In other words, all these dots together come together and they form a picture of um, Kedusha, um, Yashras, Emes, Chesed, etc. The ability to take all of the points and to paint the picture out of it, which would be analogous in science to understanding the theory that is the root of all of these various phenomena, is what one would call, what I would call, the positive um, world of Machshava. Very interesting, I hear. Um, so it's kind of like, it's, it's the timing behind the halacha it's the it's what halacha is creating so let's let's speak about the word timing in this context and try to explain it um, and this approach there's one type of timing of halacha which takes the world as we have it now so I have a picture of the world people need to do business with each other people need to help each other in times of stress that's that's a sense of the world that most everybody has we take halacha and try to find how halacha meets those needs. That's one type of time halacha. It, it has some use, but it has a shortcoming because at the end of the day, you're stuck with what you have. Let's go back to the analogy with science. Um, I have X amount of theories and I have facts in front of me, data, and I try to shoehorn the data into the theories I have already. So it works a lot of times and it's helpful, but the, the, the real goal of, of Torah is to open up new understandings for you. So for instance, um, when we speak about, let's go back to Kedusha. So one would say, well, it helps keep the family together if the, if the person is, if, is faithful, if the people are faithful to each other and so on. So it's good for the family. Yes, it is good for the family, but it's much deeper than that. As I engage in the activities that would be called Kedusha, what I'm doing is painting 
a, a new value. I'm beginning to get a sense value which I, I built up from all these pictures. So, if, so if, I, if I take all of the world of Kedusha and I put it together, I, I get a sense of that. So, so the word time mitzvah many times implies I have reasons and I'm going to apply the halachas to those reasons. Whereas really what I'm trying to do is use those halachas to build a, 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 a picture of things I, I wasn't aware of. Again, let's go back to the analogy of science. I think it is a very good analogy. In the last uh, generation, we freed ourselves from certain shackles of we, we, we thought that certain theories are it and every phenomena has to fit it it didn't the quantum physics etc has introduced new ideas that are really not intuitive strange and quite not graspable but we've allowed the facts to paint a picture for us and we're beginning to understand things that we didn't understand offhand that's the the, that's where the world of Agada draws from halacha. That's the, that's an appropriate, I, I, if you want to call it a mitzvah, time a mitzvah. Uh, so, it, it, in a way, by um, yeah yeah um, you, you, you want you, um, one may. I, if I understand correctly, um, you're pushing away from the term time yeah mitzvahs because that sounds very specific. Um, yeah. um, but the, the, the world of Machshav and the world of Agada, you know, can create vast worlds that you didn't know existed. Correct. Um, and, but, and, and you can only really experience them and get changed by them. Um, you know, you're doing these halachas, and then by studying Machshava, Agada, um, you you can you can have a much greater um, experience. You can change yourself in a much greater way. Correct. Um, when you follow halacha. Correct. You, you're seeing the halacha in a much broader context. Um, let's give it. Let's give a simple example. Let's say I tell you, um, you know, tell my kid, listen, the uncle, I want you to deliver this, take this here, go there, bring this back, and so on. He does these errands because he's a dutiful child and he does it, that's nice. But if I tell him, listen, somebody's very, very sick, I need you to bring food to the family, take the medication to him, run to the doctor and get this, speak to this person, all of a sudden what he's doing takes on a lot of meaning and it energizes him and, and, and instead of just being chores that have to be done, he understands what he's accomplishing. By getting the bigger picture, it's a whole different world in terms of how how much how inspired am I when I do it? What do I get out of it? And how much do I give to it? That's the great advantage of of, of doing something like this. So I, I've heard the argument um, that the the greatest way or reason to do mitzvahs is kach Hashem, the total bittel. Um, You know, we don't have to understand exactly, you know, what this specific mitzvah connotes or kach Hashem. How, how would you... So I, I think what's uh, even after Chaim, I, I think we need to take to understand the context or the hierarchy. One person can say, let's, so again, let's go back to my example of a soldier. Um, I have a soldier, and I tell the soldier I want to do X, Y, and Z. If he's not prepared to do it unless he feels it's important, 
unless he agrees with what's happening. He's not a soldier, he should be court-martialed. So we have soldier number one says, let me tell you if I think we, I ought to do it. Not a soldier, doesn't they out. Soldier number two is, I do it because I'm told to do it, and I have to do what I'm told to do, and that's that. Soldier number three is, I'm doing what I'm told to and I have to do it, and I understand what I'm doing with it. So soldier number three is far beyond one and two. So what was a lot of pushback against was, by by not emphasizing enough kach tziva, you, you run the risk of having people do mitzvahs because they think it's important, because they want to do it, because they're whatever it is. That's that is a um, that's a reason that is that's bad. But if a person has the commitment to do it, whether he understands it or not, because kachtivabore, and he learned the time of mitzvahs, the Rebbe wants that. All of Kabbalah is really an understanding of it. It's Hashem. So so um, when it's done properly, and Nefshaim also says, if a person understands the kavanah, it certainly enhances the mitzvah. There's no shail about that. The question was on the practical level, which do we push? Um, are we pushing too much? Just do 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 do, and then people do it kind of with no inspiration, no spirit, lack of uh, lackadaisically, or do we push the meaning and understanding, and then we run the risk of people doing things? Um, because they understand it to be true, and if they don't understand it to be true, they're going to have a hard time doing it. So it, it, it's really, everybody has to agree to this hierarchy, it's, it's a milsepshitasa. The question is um, it, getting the right steps in place, laying the building in accounts appropriately. Okay. Um, so is the term ag- uh, uh, the agarata, agada, um, that seems a very, a much broader term you know that what would the term agada include and let's say versus the term machshava so machshava the, the words as as the great humpty dumpty said words mean what i want them to mean um or the queen i forgot who it was one of the characters the queen said i words mean what i want them to mean um the the um the 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 association of agada has been with what a Rav learns in Enyankov with Balbatim. So it's taken on the air of kind of stories for the simple folks to give them lots of Yerushimayim. Machshava is what a professor does in university, you know, when he lectures and very intellectualizes. That's by association what it's become. Um, the truth is, Agada as opposed to Halacha. Halacha means to walk, Agada means to flow. Walking it consists of discrete units. Flowing is continuous. Halacha deals with specific halachas, so each unit, each point is discrete. Agada is a flow. So real agada includes the morale, includes the sfarim that give us meaning and understanding behind the Maisa mitzvahs. Machshava um, could mean that, it could not mean that. It, it, it's it, it, These terms don't have, the, the, there's no there's no law passed on the books what may be considered machshav and what can't. But the, the free association of tends to be philosophical, sort of a bit of sterile thought. You know, you, you, you can do mitzvahs, not do mitzvahs, but you can be osik in and pontificate. So that's why I'm more reluctant to use the term. Um, it, 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 it doesn't have to be the way. It, it's a term that's become, sort of come by association to mean it. And that's why I, I sort of tend to 
prefer Agada over over Machshava. Okay. Um, so, just by association, you talk about Agada flowing and Halacha right. being more discrete units. Right. Um, whenever, um, generally, um, Agada, when you use the term Agada, um, often people are trying to be Ma'achet principles. Right. Um, they're showing patterns. Right. Um, is that, is that central to the, um, is that central to the to the nature of Agada? Um, yes, just like philosophy is is tends to want to um, make sweeping ideas and sweeping statements, trying to collect all sorts of bits and pieces and make sweeping principles out of it and ideas. Those are things that are. Um, you know that's the nature of philosophy. It, that's that's very similar. I'm trying to understand. Rebbeinu has an overarching idea of what is tov, and everything has branches from it. Um, if you want to be more technical, the eight. The, you know, modern mission had one, two mitzvahs: la avdol shamra, one avera, uh, the the avera of uh, eating for etzadas. So that means that all of the affairs lead to whatever Eitzadas Tovra is. All of the mitzvahs include Lavdol Shamra. That's the nature. That's the of of of, of the mitzvahs of things. So um, so so therefore the the um, the mitzvahs of um, so, so philosophy or Machshava or Agada. And again, I'll use Agada because that's what I feel most comfortable with. Is to be able to see the overarching tzura instead of the individual pratim. Interesting. Um, um, is there a litmus test that someone can, you know, ask themselves for when to to to, to be aware of when correctly understanding agado or incorrectly, um, because the concepts are can be so subtle or fine or. Um, you know, it, it, there seems to be a unique challenge to hearing right. or... So a few, a few pieces of advice. One is, um, there was an expression used in yeshiva world in, in my days about lambdas. And the expression was, as which means if a person is driving on a road and a lot of cars there, this road must be a real road going someplace. If you're driving on a road and other cars, it's probably a dead end, it's probably under construction, something's not right. So if a person's chidushim tend to be sort of part and parcel of some sort of consensus in a different way and so on, then then it is something that one could be more feel more comfortable with. If it's out in left field, it's an outlier, nothing, nobody's, nothing is similar to it. The person really has the burden of proof that he's the one who sees the light, nobody else does. So, a person who says things that are really off base, not talking about, uh, but, but in more, in, in what he's trying to say, what he's trying to make, and those points are points that are really kind of nowhere else. He needs, to, he needs to be able to feel comfortable enough that he's taking on the whole world and he's the one who knows and they don't. Even when you say things that are deeper, uh, Lamash, let, let's go 
Ramesh Shapiro's Torah, Futa's Torah, was new in a sense, unusual, different vocabulary, but it resonated with thousands of Mechachamim. Many people left Kolbe, that's fine, but there were enough that it resonated, and they felt the city Amkas with it. I'll, I'll give an analogy from the Olam of from the Olam of, of Lamdas. Reb Chaim Sefer is unique. It, it, it nothing like it existed beforehand in many ways, and and there were detractors. Uh, the Ritvas they said, I don't know, Reb Chaim, this is this no one, no one's ever learned to, no one's ever learned like this, no one's ever said these type of things, and so on. Um, the fact that so many Tamir Chachamim saw the light in it, and they said, wow, this is, these are the words we were grappling with, this was the point that I was grappling with, and he, he put a finger on it, that made us feel very comfortable with it. So it's important, you know, there are people who are saying their own thing, they may be right, but like I tell people, it's true that the, the, the large masses are, are wrong 20% of the time, but the individuals are crazy 90% of the time. The guy who, <laughs> whose theory is at large as everybody, Yes, every so often there'll be somebody that will confound their bills. But if you have to bet your money on it, you, you, you're betting it. So, so when you come to Nyanam of Ashkaf, of Yisariyatayra, of Deus, so somebody who's a, a consistent outlier, and it doesn't rest, it, it doesn't resonate with any real-time Chachamim, the person needs to, to, to say, so I don't know what it is. Right. And what about in terms for a bacher? Like if you have a bacher, you know, a, a, an avrich, um, so they're learning, they're learning machshava, and they're they're trying, they're trying to understand, you know, divi maral. They're trying to understand divi agada. Um, so all, so often they're so cryptic, and right. um, how do you know if you kind of opened it up, if you've gotten past the shell? So, if, just let's let's use the mush again. Imagine a, a, a boy going into high school trying to learn Reb Chaim on his own. It's not going to be Matzliach because it's not because it's objectively so difficult. It's because it is a different vocabulary, a different set of ideas, a different approach. He needs somebody to take him by the hand, a Rebbe, and guide him. In, in this, in Maral also, Maral is a very different language, very different set of ideas, very different approach to things. One needs to, the ideal way is to hear from somebody, or if not, at least if you if you have somebody else who you can speak to a sounding board and run your understandings by him, and the person agrees, disagrees, suggests variations, that that's something which is going to be extremely helpful. Um, and, and that's the way to do it. I mean, for myself, uh, I, I, I never spoke to him. I, I spoke to him once on a private matter. I needed some to, to ask him about something. But in terms of hearing him say things, explain things, they helped me get the ideas. I was uh, very close to my Shapiro's and he was somebody I could I could tell him I could you know tell him my machshavis, and I would get uh, feedback and criticism. Uh, you know he would you know he would sometimes say yes, no, or whatever, and or sharply so. But that was extremely helpful. So, if a person is trying, to, anything where a person is trying to enter a whole new world, you have to have somebody that you feel comfortable that this person is trustworthy, this person is recognized. You you've got to know that you're not going off to deep end with some with, with some crackpot of some sort. Right. Um, 
how much would would would, would Rabbi say um, the deeper understanding of Agada? How much of it comes from the Adam, from the Adam, the person's own experiences, and um, you know, I um, obviously you know you have to learn. Agada and but right. once a person is you know a Talmud Chacham in Agada and they're able to you know to give a deeper explanation to, to ideas presented um, is it coming from other texts is it very text based or it's you know it's philosophy it's ideas and and it comes from a person's the range of a person's experiences and emotions and so, so it depends really again we have, we'll have to subdivide the world of Agada there, there are there are types of understandings that are about the Rebbein Shalom. In other words, sort of Kabbalah is trying to inject That's hard. Those are things that are very hard to say on your own. Those are things where only a Kaddish Alien who's so into it that you can say his intuition resonates with Kedusha. But most people can't just, not going to have what it takes just to do it on their own. Um, there is a type of Musa which is sort of, I guess, psychology-oriented, whereas it's how to understand a person's motives, actions, um, reactions, and so on. Those are things that a person who is keen might pick it up from life and find it. So so things of the nature of all the rights and and so on, where, where you're talking about a person's character, that is a lot of times totally with that, and that is something which a person could be, um, you know, where a person uh, who can use life experience to get it out. So it depends really which chalik of Agada you're dealing with. So let's say we're dealing uh, Agada, someone's dealing with Gullus Mitzrayim. Right. Um, and he wants to try to explain, you know, Rashi's Lashanistu Einayim, believe in Shal Yisrael. It's probably a Chazal. Right. Um, so that's not a, a classic, um, you know, Musser. He's not learning character development, right. but he's trying to explain a certain phenomena um, that happened to to the to the human nature. Um, so, so, so let's say something like Nisbe Nis name by by Yaakov. It says that his name was this of the Golos and so on. So, if you're using again, you're trying to explain what happens to a person in under distress, and a person can't see further and so on so it is something that a person is really making a statement about human life and human condition so Nisoyen of, of life is something definitely appropriate um, the Gemara says you stand up for a Zokin even if he's a Shmai even if he's not from or he's a Goy because Kamahar Patkai Oda de Haigavir this person lived through a lot of experience so it actually says he's a lot of Nisim but the point is, there's a certain wisdom a person acquires about life and all the vagarities of life. Um, so, to some degree, in, on these type of vinyana, when, when, when the statement you're making is about what a person's like, then, they're, 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 then they, yes, an, an, uh, life experience makes a difference. Uh, okay. My Rebbe, Yochai Shalavitz, used to say, he used to quote an Evan Ezra. It, it wasn't quite, the, not Evan Ezra, Rashbam, Vayigash. Where he says he's, he says he wants he's making a, a, a chibur based on the pshatus hamischatchem b'cholyon. So Reb Chaim touched it that it means every day of life brings new insight into Torah. 
I'm not sure that's quite what the Rashbam is talking about. The Rashbam is speaking about learning pshat versus learning whatever. But but Reb Chaim is to make that point. Life brings new pirushim into into the Torah to a person, and definitely since life is a learning experience, one understands it. But it depends really which chelik of Torah, which which approach. Right. Right. Okay. Um, so. Um, Rav Moshe Shapiro is a notable exception to to what I'm about to to ask, but you it often seems that there are gedoli ilam and they have their you know different mitzayas. Right. Um. You know, Rav Nachum, with what Rav Nachum could do to Asugya, um, but as far I as far you know, no one's learning you know Rav Nachum on Agarata. Right. Um. Or you know Revolba, and the ilam's not learning Revolba. On on Loyachbar. right? Um, so I'm curious your thoughts on um, w- is it that in order to be you know an expert on a on a certain mitzvah at a certain point you have to focus um, on certain areas to the exclusion of other areas, um, or was it just that's what they were nimshach afterwards? Um, why is it that we? So I, I will let's, let's go let's go. It doesn't have to be with those right. specific examples. No, but but let, let's go let's. Uh, um, let, let's take it even more. Uh, let's focus it even more narrowly. Uh, the briskerov on kachim is indispensable. Briskerov on mitzia basically doesn't exist. Um, you know, does there's no there's a word maybe here or there, but uh, maybe and not even always about mitzia and so on. Um, there's a reason why certain type fits very well to kachim, and um, it, there's a reason why. Uh, in halacha, th- there are certain. Uh, uh, as far as mishabura lends itself to arachaim, a mishabura like sefer will not lend itself to chayshim mishpat. Each Torah has its own flavor. It's and it has its own neshama. It says that in each neshama has a chelik in Torah. There, there are people. That say things like that. The Gemara says, "Malucha kiveitz agodes krachveitz." So, so I don't think they meant to say that agodes are harder. They meant to say agodes different mikzaya. And just because you're a whiz at negoyim or holos negoyim doesn't mean you're a whiz agadita, and certainly vice versa. So, so, so it's important to understand that there were gedolim in each in each area, and in some areas. You know, each area has a different type of das that works well there, um, and therefore, the, um, the 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 it's 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 obviously the person will be nimshat to whatever he's good at. That's that's usually true, and Akadosh Baruch Hu is mechalik kel Hashem. Each person has a different das, and each das has a very different um, understanding. It, it it has a chelikatory that fits better for and a chelikatory that that more that fits less. Right. But I I want to add something though about this. Even the people, especially the people who were um, nimshach that became the big people in Agarita, It was always a precept that they had spent time learning chelik halach in the Gemara, and the reason is because Agarita has a. a it has an element of dimion to it, fantasy, imagination. That's what makes it great. Person can project and see sweeping ideas, but it also is harder to um, nail down the emis. When a person is given to 
to to to be out of the box. Out of the box also means you float away with the wind. That's not a uh, that's not a good mahalaf. It's something which a person needs to um, person needs to be able to have a certain anchor, and therefore, in in the world of agada, a person is going to uh, in in the world of agada unless a person has that anchor of alocha, it's not going to work. Right. Right. So is the is the chaimer that that's found in Agarata, would it be incorrect to say that it's it's a similar chaimer that one might find in philosophy and psychology books, but with a potentially a radically different tzura? Um Or is it? I I, I don't mean so th- that there's total overlap, right. but but by technically, if someone is aware and exposed to certain ideas, it'll be easier for them to really see those ideas, um, you know, in Chazal and in, Aga, in Agada. So, the answer is it probably will be easier, but it also makes it more dangerous in the fact that the person projecting what he knows and seeing it there. Um, it's, a, it's always a toss-up. A person, let's say, who has who's a psychologist, so he's familiar with ideas, um, concepts, and terms. He may find them a chazal, and that's fantastic. The flip side of it, the problem side of it, is that he may take ideas that he knows already and just kind of tag them onto the chazal. So there's a plus with that, and there's a minus with that. Same thing with philosophy. I have my preset philosophies, and I'll say, oh, this is what it says here, it says here, it says here. So, so you have to be very careful with that. With that. Right. Okay. That's one of the reasons why people who were worldly were suspect, um, you know, th- w- when they came to speak at this, because people felt maybe just taking the idea from university, from Aristotle, and plugging it in. Right. Um, th- is he really see it in the Torah and says, "Wow, this and that," or or is he or is he taking an idea and just putting a lishitosi here and lishitosi there? That uh, th- that was the the the, the um, all you have a kites, but that was the plus and the minus of it. Right. Um, okay. Um, a little bit of a of a different focus, but I yeah. I think it touches on everything. Um, in terms of a yid's, t- you know, tachlis of what he's trying to do in this world, um, how much of what we're trying to create in ourselves, um, and and accomplish with ourselves, how? Ha- how much is of of it is very rooted and grounded in our experience, you know, in the here and now. Um, a person's born, he's gonna die, you know, Mitzvah Shem 120, and uh, you're made up of seichel and 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 you know different, um, different parts of a person, and right. you're taking this chaimer that a, that a person has, and you want it by the end of 120, you want to be a more kind person you want to have, have built your amun and be talking but it's it's very much um in what a person can experience in the here and now you're trying to affect yourself through mitzvahs in the here and now um and how much of it is you know we we can't experience and we can't know because there are certain levels of the neshama we're not able to experience and we will only be fully impacted in this world um so why is that a series? There, it, there's all levels of it. 
I will be. So um, let's take a normal situation. Let's, whenever I have an event, when a person goes to an event, let's say a traumatic event, there's an immediate impact. I scream, I yell, I cry, my heart skips a beat, I turn white, I turn red, and so on. There are deeper and deeper and deeper impacts, and many layers of impacts. Uh, mitzvahs come to us and in, in, in an infinite amount of impact, each one impacting a different strata in the Shama, depending on the kavan I did, and, and so on. So when I eat matzah, A, I am thinking about freedom and geula, two, and my neshama on a deeper level is, is, is gets its nourishments. So there are different dargas and each one means something. Right, but we're it can be very powerful for a person if he knows um, that you know my seichel has, or I'm using the word seichel, but consciousness. You know, right. Um, a person's sense of identity if he knows like this is who I am and and my job is to develop that and have certain experiences um, it's it's very it's it's very here and, now, and it lends a tremendous hashivos um, but you know when if, without that focus right it's it's it seems you know the ruchnius of ourselves is the main part and we're our neshama is the main and it it seems very disconnected um it could seem um um you, you're not living with the sense of of the impact of who you are and and the value of what you are um is i i can't I, I can't talk for how, you know, Rebbe speaks when he's mechanech, but I've often heard, um, you know, the neshama is the ikker of, of a person, the ruchnis is the ikker of a person, um, and we have to remember that, and, you know, we have to mechanech our children that, but the, the, with that kind of language, you're not pointing to a specific part of the person and saying, you know, this is ruchnis, this part of you, and, 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 going through life this is an incredibly valuable part of you and it's you know nitzchi potentially and you, you want to guard it and have the right experiences and develop it right um that's a very grounded um and so like all approaches there's there's the the, the miles you can have like a Yekisha Hirsch, where all misses are translated into the here and the now and how it makes a better person, a helpful person, a better society and so on. That certainly is a good place to start. The Torah deals with our needs, deals with our emotions, Torah deals with our feelings, a simcha and evil and, and everything like that. But the problem with that approach is when that's it and you don't understand that your neshama has infinite layers, and, and you're describing the layer that's most prominent to you, but don't stop at that. The flip side, and the other side is people do mitzvah with Yehudim and everything, they forget about life, they forget about Ava and Simcha and Chesed and Evil and Tsar and all these things. So, like, it says Yaakov Chav Nachloso, it's a Sulam that's in Mutzavartza, Varesh Megiyashamayma. We need to understand the latter starts here, there are people who are happy and sad, depressed, inspired, need help, need a warm hand, and and then there's a deeper layer, and a deeper, still deeper, and deeper beyond words. Having the right picture means starting with the, the bottom, 
It's, it's just like in, in let's go back to some we're familiar with in, in learning Gemara and Lamdis. Um, there's Pshat the Gemara, there's there's a Masha, there's the the concept behind the Gemara, there's Reb Chaim. It, it, all these layers are not. It, 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 you can't see them against each other. You have to see them as being in an order and the, from the bottom up. Educationally, sometimes you may want to teach Reb Chaim before the kid even. Um, it, it learns the mashal because it's attractive. There are educational reasons why you skip sometimes steps, yes or no. But but him that's a different thing. But when we're talking about the real emes lamito. It, it's got to go with a certain seder. Okay. So how would you view, let's say, a person's mind, a person's consciousness? It, it's an infinite progression. My, my mind sees the things in front of me, the table and the paper clips and so on. My mind understands the physical concepts. This is being held in place by this, this is being held in place by this, this and so on. My mind understands the concept behind it. These are office supplies. These are things to do this. And my mind understands deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper um, in a very... In, and the deeper the deeper the, the level is, the less conscious it is. The mind connects Sakharaj with an infinite series of steps from the most um, what's the right word for it? Concrete to the most abstract. So, uh, uh, understanding that both exist and understanding that you need to have the right measure of the concrete versus the abstract is very is very crucial, very important. Is a person ruchnias? So, a person's mind is as ruchni as you get in this world. It, when we think of the mind, what's in the mind doesn't take up any place. A person's mind who's thinking all the time, a person's mind is not thinking, doesn't weigh more, um, it doesn't it, it crowd out more, it doesn't do anything. Um, a person's mind is able to relate to things that are abstract, justice, a, sanctity, things that are, that are not physical. So the mind has in itself a beyond feature to it. It's not Nitzchi, but it's somewhere in the mind there is the ability to go further. And and in a way, if that's that would be a person's starting point to get to the most ruchnius part of himself, or the mo- the closest to what is, co- is correct, beyond. Correct, correct, correct. Thought, contemplation, and and is definitely a way to get to ruchnius. But again, always that warning when when you try to get there by starting with the with the mystical, you run the problem of not being connected to anything, and then you can float forever and ever. And there are people like that. Right. That they're, they're, they they sort of lose themselves in a cloud of mysticism, and they just never connect to the ground with it. They, they don't have to have a hard time having a normal family, have a hard time anything, because they're just so involved in something that's, that's sort of beyond. Right. Um, so, we, 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 you know, we talk chiyas. You know, a girl got my mother would say, you know, do mitzvahs, you get nitzchiyas. Yes. Um, so I got older, and I'm thinking about, is that another way of saying, like, we're here in a certain way for eternity? Like, not that that's the point. Correct. Like, Correct. It, 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 we, our real Metzias is eternity because Adam Rishon was supposed to have lived forever. So it means real Chiyas of Adam is eternal. There was a a sort of um, a Chet severed it. But, but Nitzchias is, is really the normal human condition. So so our goal in a way is to a- actu- take our identity and make our identity Correct. eternal. Correct. Correct. Correct, I miss. Uh, okay.
um, thank you so much. Okay, it's been very nice with you. Good Shabbos. Shabbos. Okay. Okay. Have a good Shabbos.